Worldwide parent coach and conscious educator, Sue DeCaro, is on a mission to revitalize the joy in parenting. Welcome to Conscious Parents, Thriving Kids, a podcast designed to help parents all over the world create deeper connections with themselves and their children while overcoming life's daily parenting challenges. Listen in if you want to bring more laughter, love, and enjoyment to your home life. Welcome to Conscious Parents Thriving Kids, a place for all things parenting. I am your host, Sue DeCaro. I am thrilled to introduce my special guest and friend on this episode, Tasha Skillen. Tasha helps her students and clients transform their daily experience by peeling back the layers of rules and expectations they have adopted over their lifetime. By replacing the arbitrary rules with aligned practices and habits, her students design a meaningful and authentic life that feels good and fulfills their purpose. Using the rules and rebellion framework, her students and clients deepen friendships, their partnerships, and their parenting relationship without overwhelm or guilt. She is inspired and supported by her creative husband, son, and daughter in Richmond, Virginia. Welcome, Tasha. I'm so glad you're here to talk about some incredible things today. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk about these topics as well. As you know, they're very, they're very close to my heart, and I'm excited to share some of our perspectives together with your audience. Sounds great. Well, let's dive right in. I know you and I both believe that modeling healthy communication, healthy behavior from parent to child is really important. Can you talk a little bit about how you see that in your work, in your home, and what that means to you? Yes, absolutely. I, I think for me, I really started seeing this as, as a child, watching my parents and how they interacted with their parents taught me you know, the do's and don'ts of, of what I want to do with my parents and what I would like to have for my children when my children are adults. And so it started there, looking at what the relationship is and how, you know, being the recipient of modeling and then looking at what do I want to do differently, right? That's what all of us do. We want to take what we can that was, was fruitful and uh, beneficial from our parents and then up level, right? Level up our, our, our level of quality and our intention and our um, love and, and lessons for our kids. And so I, I very early on was looking at ways that I could model the, the healthy relationships that I saw in my life. And then also making sure I, I didn't model some of the things that I, I didn't want to, to pass along in our, like our family legacy. So it really came, comes down to, I think, identifying what was modeled for ourselves and then figuring out what did we accidentally pick up from that modeling that we didn't mean to, and then also what did we take with us that we can be grateful for so that we can pass that along to our kids. That's beautiful. I love the way you describe that. One thing that comes to mind is, or two things, I guess, is consciousness and intentionality. And so as you and I both know, it's important to look at how we've been raised and it's important to look at what we want to take with us and what we don't. But let's dive into how we actually let go of those things that don't speak to us intentionally and how we bring awareness to when they do show up. Because sometimes these cycles just happen and we're not even aware that we've repeated or said the same thing as our parents said. I mean, I know for me, I'd hear something come out of my mouth and, and 
wonder, where did that come from? And then, of course, you know, lightning bolt strikes. I'm like, no, that's not me. That's my mother speaking. So talk a little bit about how, you, for you, how you were able to really bring attention to this. And, you know, perhaps there was a time that you found yourself repeating something that you didn't want to repeat. Oh, for sure. You know, I think so much of what we do as parents is in either direct response to or um, complete <laughs> ignoration, ignorance of what our parents did. And it's just like you said, when we say our, something's coming out of our mouth, like, where did that come from? Like, oh, that was ingrained over 18, 25 years of hearing it. And for me, I think when I, I was sick for a few years, a couple of years back, and in that in those years where I wasn't able to work, I wasn't able to contribute to the family in any meaningful way, according to what I, I would like to have been doing. I did a lot of reflecting and, and I looked back at how I had been mothering and how I had been parenting. And I could see that my kids would think that I had been present in their life, but I could see that I was hurrying up my parenting so that, so that I could get to the work that I, I thought was really what I was worthy of what I was, what my value was based on. And I saw that in, in my parents, I saw that my dad worked full time. He had, he was an entrepreneur. So he had long hours, traveled a lot. And my mom was a stay at home mom with four of us. And I took on that. I didn't want to be staying at home, um, being only, you know, quote unquote, only a stay at home mom. It just wasn't what I, I knew I wouldn't be good at it. I didn't have the patience to, to manage that many um, little people and all the emotions and all the unpredictability of it. And so I full, fully threw myself into working um, almost nonstop. And looking back on that, I realized that I took that on from my, from my dad. And I started to pass that along to my kids in the sense of just work harder, just do do better, do better, do better, rather than being present where we were. And I kept trying to push my entire family forward faster. And what I realized while I was lying in bed, not able to do anything with my family is that that was the result of not being present. And so that moment of switching from achievement, going towards something at lightning speed to creating a practice that you could enjoy and learn from in a, in a mindful way, in an intentional way that also allowed for you to connect to the moment in addition to moving towards a vision was a huge moment for me and a huge moment for my whole family. You know, as, as moms, oftentimes we are the energy leaders for our family. And I, I was definitely plowing my family through um, our days rather than really being connected to our days and to each other. Wow. It's such a beautiful story. You know, of course, not that you were ill, but I think the time that we have and the way the universe kind of guides us, offers us these reflective periods. You know, thank goodness you're uh, bounced back and healthy again. But what an opportunity, or however, you know, what an opportunity it provided for you to really reflect. And we don't always get this opportunity to slow down and see things differently. Now, you know, I think our world is in an opportunity with the pandemic to be able to slow down. And so what would you offer parents in terms of right now, this opportunity, you know, based on what you've experienced and how you've grown and how you've, you know, done all this reflection and this work to pull back from that plowing feeling that, that many of us have experienced, not just you, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. To yeah. patience and presence and and consciousness and mindful living. How would you offer some suggestions or what would you offer to our listeners? 
I think there's there's so many moving pieces right now, and none of us could have predicted where we are right now. One of the, I think, the biggest challenges is so many people are thinking, we're thinking right before the, the stay-at-home order was kind of across the country, we were thinking, oh, we're going to have so much time. And the reality is we have the same 24 hours a day that we've always had. We just have different choices than we had before. And now so many parents are realizing that they they don't know themselves as well as they, they thought they did. They don't know their children as, as well as they thought they did because we've been um, conditioned and expected to have these very, very, very busy lifestyles. And now that there is almost nothing that is predictable in our day-to-day routine because you know work schedules are different, remote learning for kids who are in school is different, um, sleep routines are probably different for a lot of families. Now is a great opportunity to really give yourself a few minutes. And it's hard sometimes, especially if you have little, little tiny ones, um, but give yourself a few moments at the end of the day or in the morning before everyone else wakes up to really think about what you want your day to look like with your family. What do you want the experience to have been when it's over? And what I keep seeing over and over again from teachers, from educators, from researchers, psychologists, is that although the academic academic focus is something that a lot of us are, are trying to really hard to learn how to to do this homeschooling remote learning kind of idea really what we, our kids are going to benefit the most from right now is emotional intelligence and having that emotional support while we're also navigating our own emotions and i think that modeling piece comes in really important and really um, a unique opportunity right now that we've never had before and although like you said this is obviously not an ideal situation on any level using this opportunity while we're all home to identify feelings, to identify emotions without trying to fix the things that we're all feeling um, can be a great opportunity to connect family members, parents to each other, parents to children, children to each other, and learn compassion, learn empathy, learn just to identify what the feelings are, to then have that when this is over, whenever that is, to have that tool, that in that that set of tools in the toolbox for these kids is going to be such an incredible opportunity for them to go into the world at a more intentional level, being aware of other people and their other perspectives and them and themselves, which will then allow them to be more intentional in their day to day life. It's just going to have a massive ripple effect that will benefit positively everyone that anybody comes in contact with that family member. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, I think you, you said some really, really powerful things. And I think, you know, one of the things is there is no predictability, right? There's no, we don't know what tomorrow will look like. We don't know what next week will look like. And I think people realize that, that this is the moment, right? This is the moment that we're living in. And I've had a lot of parents share with me that they're doing things differently, dinner on the couch, you know, just allowing life to just flow without yes. feeling like they needed to control everything that occurs. And we really don't have control necessarily over what's happening. And so I think that when opportunity knocks, it's a great opportunity to, to see, opportunity obviously being the key word, to mm-hmm. see that there are more choices, as you said. There are intentional and conscious choices that we can make to connect to go deeper to learn about ourselves. And the more we learn about ourselves on a deeper level, the more we can, and I'm going to circle back, we can model beautiful things in a healthy way for our children, right? 
For sure. And, and being able to model the practice of this experience rather than I'm happy and, or I'm angry and now I'm not this, this, this achievement focus that so many of us are used to pursuing of you hit a milestone and then you don't have to think about it anymore is not serving us, especially when it comes to emotions. And so if we can model the practice of, of moving through emotions, which we have, I, I mean, unfortunately, an incredible opportunity to do right now as emotions do go up and down the roller coaster, being able to model having, being able to laugh while also having a sense of melancholy and also the the gratitude that can come from what you do have access to, the, the connections and the safety and security that you do have despite the other unknowns, that practice, uh, modeling that practice of of maneuvering through emotions is just such a gift to every family who can lean into it without also, and this is the thing that I'm still working on myself and I think it'll be a lifelong practice without the expectation of doing it perfectly. The execution of modeling emotions and, and navigating them and it being messy, I think is so important to have the realistic expectations of that rather than I was happy and then I was sad and then it was done. It doesn't work that way. And so (laughs) modeling that, that roller coaster for our kids, I think is going to be so valuable. And I want to just um, reiterate what you said. We do not have to be perfect. There is no perfect. And so messy is human, right? Humans are messy. And I think that as we look at modeling, you know, how we move through our emotions, Modeling our humanness is part of that, that we are human being, that we're going to mess up, that we're going to be messy and owning, you know, the messiness is part of the modeling. It's part of the modeling. A hundred percent agree. Modeling for ourselves and then also extending that for their friends. You know, my kids are 13 and a half and 10 and they both have access to texting with friends, especially right now. It's really the only way they're connecting with their social community. And one of the conversations we have almost daily is when their friends are, are sending text messages or they're FaceTiming and they're having a mood that doesn't match one of my kids' moods, we talk about what, do, what could they be going through right now? What are their feelings? They were happy yesterday, but today they seem not so happy. What is it that you think could be going on with them? What did they learn? What did they experience? What could they have been experiencing? And so helping them understand that not only do we as parents have these feelings and that's okay as a parent, you don't know and know everything and you're not happy all the time as kids, but also the other people in their lives are also having this roller coaster, that modeling of, of, Oh, everybody is human. Everybody has this uh, unpredictability, this challenge with their emotions, this challenge with wanting to feel one way, but feeling another, I think is just so incredibly um, empowering for a kid to see, Oh, I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. And what a fabulous way to help your children learn empathy and compassion, or they may already have it. So you're just bringing it out and highlighting, you know, how empathy and compassion can really help in relationships and understanding. Because so often, we as human beings, children or adults miss the boat on looking at the other. You know, it's not a personal attack when someone's yes. mood shifts. it's not about us, you know, and for children, that is so key to their emotional intelligence and growth is that everyone's experience and everyone's mood has nothing to do with them. We're all going through our own path and our own life, whatever that looks like. And so being able to reflect on what the other person might, might be experiencing is a huge gift. 
I'm curious how your kids react to to these conversations, you know, where you're offering this beautiful support and growth and opportunity. Are they open to talking and listening and learning and sharing? So it's interesting. My 13 and a half year old is a boy and I've been very close to both my kids their whole life. I'm very, very lucky that they've always been um, very open to what I have to say. Um, My 10 year old is definitely the empath of the two of them. She definitely is also an extrovert and she processes, processes emotions um, externally. So there's lots of chattiness, even if it's not, you can't see from the outside where it's headed. And so we've been having this conversation. My husband and I have been working on having conversations with our son about emotions because he doesn't share them voluntarily and he doesn't even always know how to identify what they are. So it's something that we've really been digging into it's over these last few weeks when we've all been home together is helping him creating a space where his little sister isn't around so he can feel like he can have the, whatever level of conversation he wants to have about them while his little sister is emoting all over the place. <laughs> and we're having lots of conversations about all the feelings she's having all the time. So um, before the school year was turned into remote learning, I had started a, a community, a, a club at school with the kids and some of their classmates called Kindness Club. And the second, the first day we came home from Kindless Club, we're sitting around the dinner table and I am asking the kids, like, how did you, how did you think it went? I I was so excited. I had, you know, I planned all these activities and the kids there were pretty excited about it. And my daughter went on and on about how fun, much fun it was. And it was this and it was that. And then my husband asked my son, how did it go? And he goes, I I don't know. I mean, I live in Kindness Club 24 hours a day. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Wow. (laughs) So I was joking with him, poking, you know, poking at him like, oh, poor you. You have a Kindness Club mom that you're having to live in that all the time. But I think overall, they're just so used to it being a topic that I bring up so frequently because I did not have access to that kind of information when I was a kid, that it's second nature. But I do help a lot of my clients kind of start having these conversations with their children when this has not been something they've known how to discuss, despite maybe feeling a lot or wanting to. And a lot of the times it has to do with, it's not a one-time lesson. It's an overall lifetime practice of having these kinds of conversations. Absolutely. That I think is the difference that I've been able to understand and incorporate into my my practice as a parent, but also helping my my clients and my students with their parenting relationships. That this thing that you want to talk to your kids about, whether it's emotions or maybe there's a loss or, you know, all the sexual health things, all of those pieces that we want to have one conversation because sometimes it makes us uncomfortable. Those are the conversations that oftentimes take their entire childhood to really ingrain the practice of thinking about it, processes, processing it, and then also internalizing the lessons and the intentionality of those lessons going forward. So it's, they're receptive, I think, because that, that's just the household they live in. Um, yeah. But I, there, are, there are effective ways to bring these conversations up without putting too much pressure on that one conversation to be the cure-all for, for whatever emotion you're trying to help your kids process. Absolutely. I love your kindness club. I, I think it's just a beautiful thing to have a home that's a kindness club as well. And <laughs> I, I would love to, to kind of summarize what you just said in, in a different way, if you don't mind. And sure. that is raising children and, and being able to 
offer these conversations and this platform really to help them to grow and learn and to help yourself overcome maybe fear of stepping into some of these conversations is really about planting seeds. It's a garden. So first you have the soil and you know, the soil is the family is the kindness club, we'll call it. And then you're planting seeds and the seeds are these difficult or perhaps not difficult conversations, depending on what you might be talking about and how it's, how you feel about it and nurturing the seeds that you plant over and over again with water and sunlight, which is, you know, different. It's bringing up the conversation in a different way. It's asking from a place of curiosity about something that might relate in a different way. So it's finding creative techniques to nurture the topics as life goes on. And as you said, it is a lifelong process. It's not one and done. These seeds do not germinate overnight. So as parents, our job is really to rise every day when we can to, to nurture the seeds and the seedlings, right? Yes. And, and also admit some days I didn't do it well today. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, saying to our kids the day after yesterday, I did not, I was not my best. And here's, you know, a little bit of an insight. Why? Without overwhelming them, obviously, with whatever adult life things you have going on, but acknowledging like, I, I didn't show up 100% yesterday, and I, I hope that you know that that's how all of us work. It's all, all of us work as humans and parents. And so thank you for being patient with me while I was maybe short or maybe I wasn't fully you know, engaged in our conversation and, and taking those things with us too, 100%. Absolutely. And that circles back to the modeling that you're human to and owning yes. it. It's beautiful. Tasha, thank you so much for your incredible wisdom. Can you tell our listeners where they can find out more about you? Sure. They can go to rulesandrebellion.com and you can find out, you can connect with me there on all my social media accounts, my, my social media name on Instagram, Facebook, um, TikTok is Tasha Skillen. So super easy to find me there and you can contact me if you have any questions or if you want to know more about um, some of the parenting conversations we, we have in our community, I'd be happy to include you in there as well. Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your incredible wisdom. And thank you to all our listeners. Remember, every moment is a new moment for Conscious Connections. Thanks for listening to Conscious Parents, Thriving Kids. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.